Good morning. Thank you so much for being here this morning. This is a very special service for the choir and for me. Um, this is something we've been working on for quite some time, and you're going to be part of it too. We would like to invite you to join in singing with us during this prelude gathering time, and we're going to start with the turquoise hymnal number 1049, Vieni Spirito, Spirito Creatore, Come Creative Spirit, Come Holy Spirit. We'll sing it through once in unison, and then you can keep singing it in unison, and the choir's going to break into a round, but don't let that stop you. Just keep singing any of the parts.
We're going to wrap up our gathering time, our morning sing with a song by Karisha Longacre of the duo Mamuse. We've sung this in church before. The words are in your order of service, so I invite you to rise in body or spirit to sing, We Shall Be Known by the Company We Keep, by the Ones Who Gather Round. So please rise in body or spirit and sing with us. We'll sing it through twice. Altos are on the melody if you want to stick with them. Everybody else sing in harmony. We shall be known by the company we keep, by the ones who circle around and be time now, and what a time to be alive. Come, in this time we gather to share the times of our lives. Come, as we lead ourselves into the well, the well of deeper understanding, the well of compassion, the wellness of community. We shall be known by the company we keep, by the ones who circle round to tend these fires. These fires. <laughs> in this great turning, we shall learn to lead in love. Lead in love for all times. Lead in wondrous love. Wondrous love. And open to number 18. What wondrous love is this? Oh, my soul. Oh, my soul.
seated. Good morning, everybody. I'm Judy Goring, your worship leader this morning. Whether you are physical or virtual sanctuary, in the social hall or family room, everyone is welcome here. I invite you to take a look around for a moment and notice who's sitting next to you. It's good to be together. Whether it's your first time or whether you're already familiar with this place, you are all an essential part of our celebration today. Welcome. Our services are multi-generational and they tend to be a little lively. Kids are welcome to sit right up front or anywhere in the sanctuary. We have a playground uh, down in front for our smallest congregants with a soft rug and cool toys. There's a children's table in the back with some quiet activities and for youngsters who could use a little more room to move around the family room across the hall with toys and a live feed of this service. We are people of many beliefs, many origins, sexualities and genders. We are all growing, all learning and all loved. You are welcome here. A couple of weeks ago, I was chatting with a friend who told me that after the 1918 flu pandemic, it took close to a generation before the first real histories of it were written. Almost 20 years before it was able to become a story that people told. It was just too hard to talk about it, I think, in that way, while they were still caught up in it and in its immediate aftermath. Today, with all of the technology around us, we have many more ways of sharing words and stories. Of course we do, but sentences still fall short when it comes to expressing things that are too fresh or too emotionally raw. And it's artists who work in other modes, like visual, musical, or poetic, who help us begin to understand our stories as we are living through and out of them. The heart of this Sunday service today is made up of original words and music by our music director, Susan Peck. Last year, while Susan was on sabbatical, she had a chance to focus on another part of her music leadership, which is writing and composing. I knew from conversations with Susan back then that our collective experience of the last few years had stirred something up in her, a story that wanted to be told through music. Today, her original works are being performed, embodied for the very first time in this first of its kind service. And right now, I invite you to join in an embodied breathing meditation, which is also part of Susan's composition, these words. So begin by feeling gravity, connecting you with your chair, with the floor, with the earth. And feel your bones your bones supporting your muscles and organs, your bones rising skyward. 
Notice your breath moving in and out of your lungs, throat, nose. In the following visualization, you can move at your own breath's pace. As you exhale, picture water running gently downstream and let your bones relax into gravity. The curves of your spine sinking down into your chair. Water running gently downstream to the valley, go. As you inhale, feel the bones of your spine stacking on one another rising like the granite of Sandia Ridge above the Rio Grande Rift. Rising to the mountain. Go. Perhaps your breathing slows a bit as you do this. And at the bottom of your exhalation, you take the time to rest in a deep pool, a calm ocean to the valley, go. And at the top of your inhalation, the rising sensation may continue like a tree growing at the top of a mountain, rising to the sky, reaching for the sun, to the mountain, go. To the valley, go. To the mountain. We continue for a few moments of stillness and breath.
Let's lift up some prayers in our community. From my pastoral list, I lift up Mary Jean Bailey and Elise Frumkin, both recovering from surgery. May their recovery be swift and complete. We lift up the name of Steve Polland, who died this week. And we hold his longtime partner, Virginia, in our hearts. A memorial service for Steve is planned here at the church on the morning of Thursday, April 27th. I know you bring many names in your heart, names of people and places that are in your prayers. I invite you to call them to mind now. And as the chime rings, to speak them aloud into the room so that we can hold them with you. Join me in prayer. Spirit of life, love that holds all, all these loved ones, all these people and places, we lift up to you, to the great powers of healing and renewal known by many names. And we remember the unspoken prayers, those prayers too new or wordless, perhaps too small to speak aloud, too tender. We lift those up. And we pray ambitiously, bravely, too. Big, bold prayers. A prayer for peace for everyone, everywhere. A prayer for our planet, that it and all of its creatures may thrive in balance, in harmony. And we pray for our own small, precious lives, that we help to make these things so, and that our lives become a blessing upon others through our manner of being in the world. Amen. Love be with you. Paiute Creek by Gary Snyder. One granite ridge, a tree would be enough, or even a rock, a small creek, a bark shred in a pool, hill beyond hill, folded and twisted, tough trees crammed in thin stone fractures. A huge moon on it all is too much. The mind wanders. A million summers, night air still, and the rocks warm. Sky over endless mountains, all the junk that goes with being human drops away. Hard rock wavers. Even the heavy present seems to fail this bubble of a heart. Words in books like a small creek off a high ledge, gone in the dry air. A clear, attentive mind has no meaning, for that which sees is truly seen. No one loves rock, yet we are here. 
Night chills, a flick in the moonlight slips into juniper shadow. Back there, unseen eyes, cold proud eyes of cougar or coyote watch me rise and go. Seven years ago, in this sanctuary, I led a hymn-sing service and gave a homily on the joys and fears of singing together in a room full of people. I described ensemble singing as a conspiracy, not a dark secret plot, but a way of coming together as human beings by breathing together, a conspiracy of love. 
The word conspiracy comes to us from the Latin com spirare, to breathe with. Spirare, breath, spirit. Vieni, spirito creatore, come to us, creative spirit. Breathe through us, inspire us, together in harmony. Seven years ago, in that homily, I quoted author Jared Kintz, who wrote, My next breath may very well be in your lungs. Store it wisely, because my life depends upon it. Fast forward, March 2020, an invisible airborne virus arrives in the U.S. A choir in Mount Vernon, Washington, meets for rehearsal on March 10th, 2020. They want to stay safe, so they decide not to hug each other that night. Out of 61 singers who gather that evening, 53 became sick, three are hospitalized, two die. My next breath may very well be in your lungs. My life depends upon it. I've never felt more vulnerable in my life. Here in Albuquerque, First Unitarian quickly pivoted to Zoom worship. Folks stayed home, put on masks when we ventured out, washed our groceries, baked bread, got checks from the government. Remember those good old days? We were here, we were, we were in the dark about so many aspects of this novel, new, we'd never seen it before, novel coronavirus spreading invisibly around us. It was terrifying. And for singers who expel their breath energetically to create beautiful harmonies in time with one another, it was devastating. So we adapted. Choir rehearsals moved to Zoom, which really, really doesn't work for singing. <laughs> you cannot open all those mics and try to sing together. It physically does not work because of electrons moving through wires and space. But it kept us in community. We climbed a steep learning curve to make virtual choir videos, each singer working with a guide track and recording a solo video on their phone to be mixed into a choral hole by Video Magic. We got our vaccines. We started singing outside in the courtyard with the traffic and the mosquitoes and the helicopter. Darker evenings that fall moved us indoors and we sat six feet apart, masked, struggling to hear one another. We sang, on the day we are together again. On the day we are together again, I will pull you in close like a hoop with no end. On the day we are together again. Let me note, the choir's literal singing today and all those days is a metaphor for living. Your life is a song. Singing is just a fancy way of breathing, right? We're all breathing to the mountain in peace, breathing out love to the valley, sharing the air in our lungs as wisely as possible. And here is our wonderful chalice choir 
singing in this room with all of you, vaccinated, boosted, testing, and still wearing masks. Those of us who speak at the pulpit test like a day, within a day or two before the service, and we don't come to service if we don't test negative. But the rest of us, it's too much for all of us to test every Sunday. So in consideration of those who are medically vulnerable, we wear our masks when we sing. I've had in the last month five singers from Chalice Choir Soul Singers and Spare Parts out with COVID. The last month. So we're stuck in this limbo, wondering which authorities to follow, wading through conflicting information from the CDC and other sources, weighing personal responsibility and personal risk versus public health choices, wondering, how will this ever end? The Real Danger, a poem written by Nathan Brown, June 5th, 2020. The first known evidence of a teenager forgetting to bring his or her flute to school is one found by archaeologists back in the caves of Lascaux and Charvet, a thing made of bone and left some 40,000 years ago. The oldest bit of notation with instructions and even tunings was a hymn for the ruler, Lipit Ishtar, preserved on a 4,000-year-old clay tablet. The good Baptists I once sat among would cover ears and la-la-la at me if I tried to explain the Delphic hymns were older than Jesus. We don't like music. It lives in our bodies at bone level, like that first flute carved out of a bleached femur. Singing preceded spoken language. Any meadowlark could tell you that. And so with COVID comes the dark news that there may be no safe way for singers to sing together, which bids a question. Could the silencing of our singings eliminate the species faster than those little microscopic rose and yellow spheres that fly out of our songs? Island by Langston Hughes. Wave of sorrow, do not drown me now. I see the island, still ahead somehow. I see the island, and its sands are fair. Wave of sorrow, take me there.
Thank you. Earlier this year, I sent a survey to the singers in the choir, asking them how they felt about singing through the pandemic. Their responses were heartfelt, emotional, and an honest representation of the varied experiences of these times. What you are about to hear is an edited compilation of their responses. The singers are sharing each other's words, not reading their own answers. Number one, what do you love about singing together in harmony? That moment when we go beyond singing notes and our voices become united in making music. The camaraderie of sharing audio rainbows with our community. Singing side by side, hearing and feeling our voices blend in shared space. Being in sync, not just in music. The energy of a large choir, everyone on pitch and on the beat, in balance. Learning how to convey the beauty, depth, and sometimes humor of poets and composers. Seeing the congregation appreciate our devotion to this calling. Singing to subsume, immerse, lift, and join in glorious sound. Joy in the holiness of harmony, a pleasing total, more than the sum of the different parts. Number two, what was it like in 2020 to rehearse music on Zoom? Difficult, disconnected, surprisingly lonely, but nice to connect with others. Better than nothing is about all that can be said for it. A strange way to rehearse, like singing in the shower, only without good acoustics. <laughs> not much fun, not the way I want to sing. Poke in the eye, smack upside the head. Humbling to hear my solo voice that really only wanted to sing in harmony with other voices. A mixed bag, I missed hearing other voices when I was singing, but we talked more, got to know each other better. Number three, how about making those virtual choir videos? I deeply respect those who can do it. Grateful to the heroic folks who took it on. They're okay to listen to, but I don't care to participate in them. Grumpy emoji face. <laughs> it was overwhelming at first. How to set up your phone camera, getting spiffed up for video, looking at yourself while singing, agonizing over audio and video. It was stressful at first, but it became easier over time. Recording myself singing alone humbled, stretched, and encouraged me to become a more confident singer. Surprised how well they turned out. It was great to hear our voices in harmony to become a, oh, when we were isolating at home. I love choir videos. They allowed people to sing and connect with geographically distant choirs. Gratitude for the mixed sound. It was a spiritual choir. Number four, what are your thoughts about singing with masks? And I will note that we know it changes our sound, but we will have 
when the video is posted, a transcript of this entire service. So if you want to check out our words later on in print, you can find it online. What are your thoughts about singing with masks? Difficult, um, but happy we can make music together. I forget about it when we're singing. Hard to sing. I can't breathe. I would rather not. It becomes second nature with practice. I'm willing because of the safety factor. Gag. It sounds muffled, and it's difficult to take quick, good breaths. I don't mind if we can all stay healthy. It's better than not singing together at all. Do not like it at all. And I much dislike facing the congregation all in masks. I flat hate it. With a mask on, I can't breathe well enough to sing properly. It doesn't work for me. I will not sing with the choir again while masks are necessary. I appreciate that we provide a safer space for more people to participate in singing in worship. Masks make it possible for me to sing in a group. That is joyful. Number five, what does it feel like to keep singing during an airborne pandemic? It was scary. I knew the statistics on how singing rapidly projects viral droplets. Claustrophobic, restricted, isolating, unnatural, impersonal, alien. Singing feels a bit risky, a bit. It was frightening in 2020. I don't have serious concerns in 2023. Frustrating and difficult, but I'm glad we persisted. Better than many other things. Singing is always better than many other things. Singing changed with the pandemic, but how can I keep from singing? Number six, what do you miss most about singing together in the before times? Seeing and being with each other, seeing smiles. Being, breathing comfortably. More people, bigger sound, better sound, being able to hear everyone clearly. I miss the voices that are no longer here and the freedom to not worry about gathering to sing. What do you love most about singing together during the pandemic? Oh, I don't know, not much. <laughs> being together helped me keep my sanity, especially before vaccines. We kept the music going and made it work with creativity, skill, and positive attitude. Shared life experiences in an existential age, we are still together. Number seven, how will we know when it's safe to sing together without masks? I don't know, really. Maybe, I think, this spring. Because of the low transmission rate, it would probably be all right to sing without masks, especially if we tested. Thanks to vaccines and effective treatments, COVID is no longer deadly. It's safe to sing without masking now. It is a risk those willing to unmask should be allowed to take. Many choirs are singing without masks. Singing unmasked in crowds remains a high risk of unknowingly infecting those who are susceptible to disease and complications. When we all agree together that it is safe, maybe when no one in the country gets COVID for six months. It's never safe. 
when enough people are willing to accept the risk? Will we ever know? Number eight, how shall we keep singing together in times of pandemic? Embrace the sadness, respect others' wishes, stay on pitch, show up, take precautions, then relax and enjoy, endure, keep on singing. <laughs> But we will not stop singing. The pandemic is over, isn't it? Well, not really. It's different now, and we will not stop singing. We have vaccinations, and the virus is still mutating. But we will not stop singing. 
It's not as deadly now, but hospitals are still overwhelmed. Some people are living with long COVID, which can be debilitating. We will not stop singing. We are adapting, learning to live with new risks, adapting to a new reality of boosters, better ventilation, and masking when needed. We are vulnerable. We have always been vulnerable. Nothing in this world is as safe as we once may have thought it was. And we will not stop singing. We are learning to take care of one another in new ways. We will not stop singing. We will not stop living. We will not stop caring. We will sing you our love. We will sing you our love. We will sing you our love. May it be so. How did we not know what singing meant to us until today? Thank you, choir. Our change for the future partner for March through May is Seed to Need, reducing hunger in our community by growing fresh fruits and vegetables for donation to local food pantries to the tune of 725,000 pounds since 2008. You can donate to Seed to Need by dropping your loose change in the collection box or by using the envelope on the back of the chair writing CFF on the envelope. Plato said, music gives a soul to the universe, wings to the mind, flight to the imagination, and life to everything. The music we heard today and other Sundays here in this church is a gift. The many gifts you give this church keeps the echoes of this music singing throughout our many communities. We will now gratefully receive the offering. On Sandia Ridge, along the North Crest Trail at the very top edge of the limestone band, there's a gnarled juniper tree with a medallion that places its germination in the year of the first Romanov Russian Tsar, 1613. For 410 years, that juniper tree has adapted to stone, wind, snow, and drought, reaching for the sun from the top of the mountain, taking up carbon dioxide and exhaling oxygen for us to breathe. Blessed be.
ushers are busily making their way around. Thank you so much for your generous contributions. Thank you on behalf of the congregation and on behalf of Seed to Need. May your financial support further many nourishing ministries within and beyond this congregation. Your fine ushers, thank you so much. We have some invitations to share, including one that we somehow left out of the printed order of service, a really important one. Very important one. You're invited to a special congregation meeting on Tuesday at 6 p.m. on Zoom only. If you are a member in good standing, we especially need you there. A vote is necessary in order for us to put a new roof on the religious education building. And not a moment too soon, because it has been precipitating like crazy on that leaky, leaky roof. According to our bylaws, a project this size requires a congregational vote of approval in order for us to proceed. So please, if you can, come on Tuesday at 6, Zoom only. The link is the same one you would use to attend Zoom worship, which you can find on the right-hand flap inside your order of service. It's up at the top, and it's the one that ends with 701 there. That is the Zoom meeting ID to come to the special congregational meeting. Another great invitation is you all are invited to a lively and non-conforming Emma's Revolution concert on April 21st. Many of you might have remembered they came here to give a concert pre-pandemic. They are an excellent group of singers. Uh, they are another radically inclusive, oh, sorry. It is hosted at the First Congregational UU Church, which UCC, you're right. We're the UU Church. <laughs> I've been mixing up all day. This morning, the, I was in tears because of this, con this music today. It was just, just hit the chord of my heart. <laughs> Anyways, it's hosted at the First Congregational UCC Church. They are another radically inclusive congregation and a very close partner to our church, First Unitarian. A portion of the proceeds go to immigration justice work. Your order of service has info on how to buy tickets. A couple more. Uh, would you like to meet people and have meaningful conversations after church? Is it too awkward to just wander up to someone randomly during coffee hour? You might like to join the chat tables in the social hall right after this 11 o'clock service where the short informal conversations are gonna be hosted every week after the 11 o'clock service. Those are at the chat tables and there's gonna be a host at the table to help get things started, break the ice, get over that little awkward part. So whether you join those or you're just milling about uh, and you have the courage to randomly introduce yourself to people, good for you, you might like to have a conversation starter to get things going. So here's one. What does it look like in your life to not stop singing? You might not literally be a singer, but what does that mean metaphorically? In what ways do you conspire to connect and love uh, in ways that you will not be stopped? I understand the choir has something to say. Cheryl, why don't you have the microphone for a second? Well, as you heard Angela say earlier, uh, the songs that we sang, to the mountain, to the valley, grief and hope, there, there's a tree, were original music composed by our own Susan Peck. 
that means That means you all are privileged to be the first hearers of this original music. And on behalf of the Chalice Choir, I have to say how honored we feel to be the first performers of Susan's music. Thank you and congratulations. Let's turn and greet each other with a peace greeting this morning. We like to put one hand over our hearts and extend the other one out in a gesture of peace. Peace. Peace to all. Please grab that gray hymnal again and grab open to number 108, My Life Flows On in Endless Song which is the first line, but the real name of this hymn is How Can I Keep From Singing? Because your story is forever changing, you must sing forever. Because you are not who you were, and because you shall not be who you are now, you must sing forever. Because your voice is like no other voice. Because your voice, and your voice, and your voice, and your voice, and my voice comprise the uncompromising strength that is our voice. And because with your singing, our singing is miles wider, 
you must sing forever. Go in peace, my friends. Thank you.